family-owned shop in Loganville, Sosby's Garage, for all your automotive repair needs. We service all makes and models, Ford and domestic. We repair engines, alternators, brakes, alignments, AC systems, and more, using certified technicians with over 90 years of combined experience. We also offer same-day service for some repairs. Sosby's Garage, 200 Bay Creek Road in Loganville. Dependable, honest, and fair. Look us up on Google or Facebook. We'll take good care of you. Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett studio inside the Sonesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel. It's time for Case in Point, presented by Paradigm Security Services. We are the cornerstone of security in the Southeast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Case in Point, again, presented by Paradigm Security Services and sponsored by Sosby's Garage in Loganville, Georgia. I'm your host, Rick Strong, the president of Paradigm Security Services, and we're excited to be with you today on Business Radio X. We're coming to you from the Subaru of Gwinnett, Atlanta studio, located in beautiful Sinesta Gwinnett Place, Atlanta Hotel, the largest hotel in Gwinnett County, in Duluth, Georgia. Each week, we plan to feature businesses in the Atlanta area, especially those that serve Gwinnett County. All businesses have security issues, but not all are about physical security in and of itself. And we will touch on that and related aspects of security through the course of each show and how that security might pertain to that particular business. As you know, a lot of times I like to bring on nonprofits, uh, get their message out. I think that is just one of the services that we can do, and I love doing it. Our guest today is Tom Baylog. He is the director, uh, executive director of the Lawrenceville Cooperative Ministry, Inc., uh, in Lawrenceville, Georgia. I appreciate you being here, Tom. Uh, thanks for having me. It's a blessing to be here. Well, you know, the idea is to get your message out and maybe help some people out of this and kind of keep things going. Um, what I usually like to do is I start off with the little question like, who is Tom Baylog? Uh, where'd you come from? How'd you get here? What got you into this type of work? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I've only been the director of the co-op now for about two and a half years. Um, back when I first got out of college, I was in the business world, uh, mainly did systems analyst work uh, with my last job being with the Federal Reserve Bank. That works. Uh, and just prior to 2000, I just had a calling that, you know, things were going great. I was up early and mobile, but uh, I felt like I was missing out on something. There was something else I needed to be doing. And uh, I started taking a little bit break, uh, got involved with my local church a little bit more, and just failed to call into ministry. So uh, in, uh, in 2000, I started talking to my pastor who said, yeah, I could, I could see you doing some ministry work. Uh, uh, yeah, maybe, uh, maybe go to a seminary. And, uh, well, I knew how my undergrad grades were and said, okay, well, I'll, I'll put in at, at let's Emory. Try, let's try another way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I put in at Emory, and uh, lo and behold, got it accepted there. And wow. so I tried to put another thing in the way of saying, well, there's just no way I can afford to go there. And I was blessed with a, with a scholarship. And uh, so I went into seminary and, uh, and got a, a Master's of Divinity in 2006. Wow. Uh, have been doing church work. I did from about 2000 to um, 2016. 
Uh, I was a youth director for a long time. I was a church business administrator. And uh, that was a fill-in position. I said, well, you know, I can help there for eight years of filling in that. And <laughs> those, those positions, amazing how they fill in yeah, for a long time. Yeah, and, uh, and then I just had this call. I wanted to do what I called more hands-on ministry. And uh, you always say, watch out what you ask for. Uh, I saw this come by, and I knew how much uh, Linda Friend, who was the director before me, did. And I said, no one, no one replaces uh, a Linda. And I kept pushing the, the thing to the side. And uh, the third time it came back, I said, well, maybe I, maybe I need to apply for this. And, and I did and, and spoke with them and just felt the calling. And, and uh, they, it matched with what they wanted. And I've and, uh, been doing this work, uh, for, like I said, for about two and a half years now. It's amazing these hands-on. You think, well, nobody can nobody can fill those shoes, and all of a sudden, you need twelve hands. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> well, tell us how the co-op actually began. Well, there's actually six co-ops in Gwinnett County, so every area of Gwinnett County is covered by a co-op. Um, specifically, we cover the Lawrenceville and Decula areas. And prior to 1995, there's a group of I've heard different stories from eight to 12 pastors that used to get together and talk about what was going on in the community and how they could uh, how they could help. They also put an account together. It was kind of a community fund, and they used the breakfast to go around and um, uh, pass the checkbook. So each uh, pastor took time to do that, and because they recognize it takes some time to to talk with the folks that come in, and each of them were trying to do their uh, their own food pantry. But after some time, they started noticing this this could be a lot. What if we combined together, formed a 501c3, supported it with our financial donations, with food donations, and with volunteers? So out of that, in 1995, came the Lawrenceville Co-op, with the first location being, if you're familiar with downtown Lawrenceville, was actually the upstairs where the Blue Rooster Cafe is. So you can only imagine bringing food up and down every everything there but the price was right it was free so yeah, that's, that's a good price <laughs> yeah yeah so uh they've moved around they were in the uh, the napa uh building that was on highway 20 for a while and then uh we were able to uh one of our churches was moving and their old church building was right next to city hall in lawrenceville and we were there and uh just recently uh with the expansion of lawrenceville um we had to find another building and uh, the city which was really great to work with and worked well with us uh, helped us mo- look around and we finally found our our current location which we're at 52 Gwinnett right next to Lawrenceville Elementary School and it was a it was a big enough building there's a huge story behind that someday we'll cover <laughs> yeah. but uh, uh, it was huge enough building that we were able to um, ask other nonprofits to be a part of it so our location now we have Gwinnett Habitat for Humanity with us we have Navigate Recovery Gwinnett and uh, Mend in the Gap which uh, works with seniors that uh, can't get to us uh, being in them food personal care items and just spending time with them just really neat programs well I know that you know we talked a little bit before going on air that you know the idea with the y'all is to try not to duplicate services the idea is there are plenty of services out here uh, let those let some of those focus on certain things. You focus on what you do, and then that way you get all the areas covered, and provide these services to everybody. Which brings up, what does the co-op do? 
Yeah, uh, primarily we're a food bank. That's the thing we do well. That's the thing we do good. Um, folks can come to us and we uh, address that need. Uh, we try to give at least a week's worth of food. Um, we tell folks come, you know, they can come once every 30 days, but I'll say it here and tell anybody, listen, if you're hungry in between, come see us. No one should be without food. Um, we try to then talk to folks. I think that's the biggest thing is form a relationship with folks. It's not a, a drive up, what do you need, open Throw your car. Drunk. Yeah, here yeah. it is, Pat, you know, have a nice day. Because we know the need for food comes out of something else. So the biggest thing we have is we try to have a sense of community there. Folks come in, they're greeted by somebody who's going to see what their, uh, you know, what their needs are and point them, you know, are they in the right place. Because sometimes the need that they have may be from somewhere else. Uh, they and come, usually is. Yeah. There's exactly. usually a reason that when you can't feed your family, there's usually a reason why you can't feed your family. What is what is the base reason? You know, true, not being able to have food is a problem. Right. But why are you to that point? And, and I know that one of the things you all really, I think one of the best things about the co-op is you provide a base for referrals. So that, you know, you can talk to these people, find out what they're doing. What, is it a job? Is it clothing? Is it, you know, what is it that the things that you need that you may not even have thought of? How can we help? And you have the, all this referral system set up with all these other co-ops or other nonprofits that you can in turn refer them to to help them out and move forward. Absolutely. I, I call it the three A's. We ask them what's going on in their life and let them share with us we uh, address what we can address between the food and uh, and then advise them what else is out there to help them uh, and if we can even call in some of these other places so when they show up it's not a surprise to them well, what kind of uh, what kind of other co uh, nonprofits do you refer to uh, we re will refer to um, the Salvation Army uh, uh, for different things on that. We'll refer to our partners, like I just mentioned, that are, are with us that might be able to help them. Um, there's a great, there's a Gwinnett uh, Veterans Resource Center uh, that if people are veterans, uh, uh, Danny over there does a great job of helping these folks out and finding a place. And the neat part is they'll refer back. So Danny knows what we do. So if he runs into somebody that needs uh, help that's a vet, that he knows what we do, he sends them to us. So that's a great way. I mean, it, I mean, it's the purest form of networking. Absolutely. Absolutely. It leaves you all the ability to network with them. The whole goal being to help to give a helping hand to these people to pull them out of the situations that they're in so that they can in turn become more. I don't I want to I don't want to say better citizens. But the ability to live a life that they want to see their children and pass on and, and become to get out of this rut that they're in to where they just can't seem to get out. Absolutely. We call ourselves an emergency uh, resource. That just gets the initial stuff. Where's my next meal coming from? Am I going to be able to do that? And then some of the longer teams, term things that we can do that we can send to other folks. Uh, one of the biggest things that we meet a lot of people through, there's a Gwinnett Coalition uh, through the county, and they have uh, um, an emergency assistance action team that we meet once a month. And that has been a, a, a great source of meeting other folks and finding out what they do uh it's surprising that sometimes us as nonprofits, you can get so busy in what you're doing you don't see what others are doing and when you have that chance to meet and go oh my gosh i 
know somebody that could benefit from what you do. Well, you know, you were talking earlier about the ability to get vouchers. Uh, how does that work? Well, a lot of folks will say, do you do clothing ministry? Well, one of our churches, one of our supporting churches, uh, Lawrenceville uh, First Baptist Church, has a clothing ministry. Um, so they have the location behind the church, but they don't have the time to interview and stuff. So they use us as being able to interview, find out what people need. And we actually write the vouchers there that they'll take over to the ministry. And the ministry just looks at the vouchers, knows that we've talked to them already, and is able to help them out. That's good because it keeps a lot of, cuts down a lot of time trying to screen people. I mean, the idea is, you know, you're not looking to you know try to qualify everybody but at the same time you know it it helps if people understand this is something that's on a need basis and you're there to help their needs you're not just there to provide the groceries because somebody doesn't want to pay for them or right or something like that or provide the clothes just because somebody doesn't want to pay for them they'd rather go out and spend them on their cigarettes or their beer or whatever uh you know let's let's look at what your needs are not what your wants are Absolutely. Like I said, it's, it's that relational thing. And that's where most of the information comes to us is, is when we sit and they sit with an interviewer who spends time with them first to say, who are you? What's been, what's been going on? And we do a little bit of a budget with them. Uh, main thing is not to point a finger at them, but to help but, them. Yeah, exactly. Where are you at? What are some ideas that we might have to do that? Again, when we talk about networking, we have a group from Catholic Charities comes out and helps people work on budgets. Um, we may see other needs, medical needs. We work with a, a local clinic, Truce Community Clinic, who actually comes on Wednesdays uh, with some nurses and does just a health evaluation with people and says, here's what we can do. And then they're familiar with other places that maybe do a little bit more than they can do. So, um, like you said earlier, the hashtag we have is it takes a community. It really does to, to help people out. And, and with the goal to make them reach a state of uh, self-sufficiency because uh, uh, that's where people want to be. Uh, they want to have pride in what they do and what they're able to provide. So What's the old saying? You're there to provide a, a hand up, not a hand out. Correct. And, and that's what so many people nowadays, they just, they get locked into this, well, I just want people to give me stuff. Well, that's fine, but there's a lot of people that need stuff rather than just the gimme mentality. And those are the people that you're trying to seek out and trying to help. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Well, go ahead. No, I was just, like I said, as you form those relationships, that's when you really find out what's going on behind the scenes. So people will ask us sometimes, how do you know someone's telling you the truth? I'm like, we don't, but if you're coming consistently and we form that relationship, we're going to see what's going on. And like I said, it's they have to spend some time with us, so there's an investment on their side to, to for us to really kind of make that uh, thing. We also ask, we help them on the physical side. We know there's also a, a uh, uh, you know, mental things going on. And spiritually, um, we're an we're a unashamedly Christian organization. We tell people they don't have to be Christian to be helped uh, there or even to volunteer in certain areas. But when they come, they're going to know why we do what we do. Uh, we don't proselytize and stuff like that. But we do ask because we think overall healing comes not just from the physical sense, but the, the spiritual side too. Well, God has a tendency to help provide your needs, not your wants. Yes. Uh, and that's what, and that's my belief anyway, is that's where the direction comes from. You can ask for all kinds of stuff, but he'll give you what he need, what you need. 
Uh, the rest of the stuff that's just kind of out of his jurisdiction, so to speak, coming from a lawsuit. <laughs> I know that, you know, security is important even in your business as a nonprofit. Uh, you've got to make sure that what you receive is safe for people. You've got to make sure, and I know that you're looking at going into more of the fresh, perishable stuff, that that's one of the goals that you're having to, that you set, which is going to increase your your need to be extremely careful on what you bring in and what you, and all that. Because, you know, the last thing you want to do is bring in something and have somebody get sick or start complaining. And, and you know, that just that doesn't help your ministry either. So the biggest thing is, as you're looking at this, you've got the security for that. You, you've got the security of the, of the people that work for you. Uh, in today's society, you never know what's going to come in there. You never know what you're going to make angry for whatever reason. So you've got to be very observant and very careful about what you do in the, in the, in the format that you do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. As far as you know, stuff coming in, that's a, a main thing because we, we love people want to give, they want to help, but sometimes they use it as a chance to clean out their, clean out their, cupboard. <laughs> their yeah. cupboard. So we get some interested things. So we always check dates. We follow USDA uh, stuff coming in. We know that some canned goods are, are good for a year past the date. But uh, That's the we sale also, date. Yeah, but we actually like to uh, what we give to our clients. We we try to make sure everything's in date. And the stuff that's within that year, we'll put in what we call a bonus room, and we allow them to come back, and then they can choose if they want that stuff that's a little bit older. Yeah, so, and I, in my experience, is that stuff that's a little bit older is quite perfectly good. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, it's, and and it's a shame that you know a lot of people don't take advantage of that because you know throwing that out just hurts. I yeah. mean, you've got food there that's good, but people in the thought process with people nowadays with all the different virus, uh, sicknesses and stuff and illnesses that go around that, well, you know, I don't want something like that. that you know, that thing's three days out date. Yeah. And they don't, you know, a lot of people don't realize that's the last sale date for that item. It's not the last use date. Right. And that's why we say we know that certain people will get home and if they saw older dates, they might get rid of stuff that they just got from us. So that's why we try to make sure that's there. And we really want to go to that bonus area. That's when we just tell them, listen, this is stuff that meets these categories. If you would like some, please help yourself. Same with we if get you're not going to gonna eat it. Don't take it. Exactly. Exactly. We do a client choice thing. We, we give them a list of things that we usually carry. They put check marks next to that, And that's what we choose out of. We don't say you get everything on the list, but at least we're going to get things. We don't do a pre box ahead of time. So, right. well, I know that, you know, you, you have an active, very active Facebook site and uh, you, you're interested in people going on and liking that so that you know they can see what you're doing and what's going on and if the need arises and the big thing is you may not have a need but you may know somebody that has a need and then you can refer it over there get the, to go on the Facebook side I know that uh, just recently you posted what uh, are the things that you really really need now and you know kind of can you kind of go over some of those items of the foodstuffs that you need? Yeah, I mean, really our current list is we have, um, I think it's like beef stew. Um, we have a lot of personal care items because not just uh, um, not just food that we give out, but we try to give out uh, toothpaste and things like that. So beef stew, uh, instant potatoes, mixed fruit are some of the food items that are on our current list. Uh, and then personal care, bar soap, shampoo, deodorant, and toothpaste. Again, those are the things that, that we're just low on. We'll take 
anything that you have because we try to keep stuff in in stock as long as possible. Well, people's needs vary. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times you may have something there that they hadn't really thought about. And so when they come in there and start seeing what's there and talking with y'all and finding out what's available, they may realize that, you know, I never thought about that, but we do need that. I need that for my kids. Um, And that's just something that that's a way to help. And the other thing, we don't turn any kind of donation down. If people can't get over to the clothes ministry and they bring us clothes, we'll get them over there. I take anything that people have. We had somebody come by that had leftover light bulbs. Uh, they just happened to fit our building. So yeah. it was that was a plus. We had a bunch of water uh, given to us. And we knew one of our churches uh, that supports us was doing a, a something for hurricane relief. So I said, do you mind? You know, I tell people before I accept it, I said, do you mind if I give it to another nonprofit? And they're just like, we just want it to go to people that need it. Exactly. And th- and that's the way with most people that want to give. They want it to go to somebody that uses it, not uh, do. Well, you see a lot in the news now where you have hurricane relief and you get all of these supplies and all of this water. And everybody does without, and you find out somebody finds it in a warehouse that nobody's bothered to distribute, right? For whatever reason, you know, and you know, but it's sitting there somewhere that it could have been water, especially it could have been given out, and it was needed, but it just somehow because of bureaucracies didn't make Got it there. Up. Yep, and and that and that's really you know that's really sad. Well, what does the co-op really, or who does the co-op really serve, and? And how can they get help? How do you get the information out to these people that you're there and get them in to talk to you? Uh, stuff. This is the biggest thing. This is the biggest thanks I can give you because the more people that know who we are and what we do, they can send folks to us. We'll get folks that are j- driving around going, you'll see that person on the side asking for some help. And they're just like, boy, I'd like to send them somewhere to, to get that help. That's it. Um, our churches, we put stuff out to our churches all the time because churches, a lot of times where people will stop by and say, hey, can you help me? We've walked downtown Lawrenceville to make sure the businesses around there that someone might come in that says, hey, you know, can you help me out? and say send them to us you know we try to tell our churches because our churches when people come and the, the ones that support us will say do you do you do food and they'll say you know well we don't but the co-op does and i'm like no you do because you support us we we do help through the yes co-op. we do but we do it through the co-op so doing that i've gone and talked to a lot of businesses that support us i've talked to organizations lions club rotary clubs um uh, Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, anyone that can know, because it is hard to get certain parts of the community that don't know about us and need us. Um, you know, the outlets that they can find us is really through word of mouth. So it's through people we've helped before, or like I said, some of these locations that people come into looking for help. Well, I know you mentioned something earlier about the Gwinnett Coalition. Tell us a little bit about how that works. Uh, the Gwinnett Coalition uh, came out of the need of, of we talked about how uh, a lot of organizations were kind of working in their own little hole. And they said, what if we gave a format, a place that people can come together, share what's going on in their organizations so that we can make a plan and, and know. It's the same thing of knowledge of what we know what we do, but what's someone else doing? Um, we... we there's places that might have an opening for uh, a homeless situation, but we don't know how many beds people have available. And so they share that information. So the, the coalition meets that, that 
team meets once and they even have subcommittees they have a, co a food subcommittee that I'm a part of and a, and a homeless subcommittee trying to address the issues that we find in Gwinnett County but collectively yeah, and we do have a lot bigger homeless issue in Gwinnett County than a lot of people admit uh, or really just a lot of people even know about because there is a big homeless uh, issue going on in Gwinnett because of the influx of people and the diversity of the county the way as diverse as it is you just have a lot of people that want to come to Gwinnett County but they don't really know how to make it work and so y'all are a good resource for figuring out how to make it work to get out of this you know rut like I said rut that they're in and get up and, and become active participating contributing citizens uh, absolutely absolutely um, there's a there's also a home first initiative that's starting in Gwinnett County through the United Way and uh, that's going to be starting uh, it may be October but that's going to address try to address homelessness straight on and it's like you said it's changed because homelessness doesn't look like it used to exactly. it's not the guy with the long beard on the side it could be someone right next to you who's working but still sleeping in their car exactly. at night or an extended stay motel and once you get caught especially extended stays once then you get cycle you can't save up the money to take that next step and we meet so many people that their budget's so right on all it takes is one illness an accident uh, loss of job uh, and that's why we want to bridge that gap how do how can we help you bridge that time when something or unforeseen has come but also teach them the tools that so when the future comes you're going to be ready for something like this well, i know you have contacts with habitat and some different places like that and habitat's just an awesome organization uh, we do the uh, Habitat for Humanity Homes for the Holidays with Warwick Dunn Foundation. And we, we work the security. I work to provide the security and contacts with people all over the United States when they're doing one of their homes for the holidays. I set that up for them. It's just a blessing when you go in there and you see someone that is a, a, a mother that's got two or three kids and they get everything set up. And these people actually have to pay for these homes. It's not giveaways. And they have to do certain things with sweat equity and jobs and all that kind of stuff. But you've got children that come in there that have never had their own bedroom. And when these houses are put together, Warwick does such an awesome job. Of These bedrooms are set up, and the kids, they have their stuffed animals in there. They're, I mean, they're all set up to move in. And the looks on these kids' faces, not to mention the mom or the dad, but primarily moms, but the looks on the kids that makes it all worthwhile just there's they can't believe they've got a bedroom all their own and stuffed animals all their own in a bed that's you know just it's actually like they've got a place to live now so it's awesome and this all comes through the nonprofits and work working to give to the people back to help them up to that next level Absolutely, and like you said, so many programs that that aren't just here's what you have, but working towards that. You know, you, what you have a part in moving towards that. The other thing Habitat has started, they have a brushes with kindness thing that that goes out to people that that own their home that just can't keep up with painting or maybe even putting in a, a wheelchair ramp or something. So that's in addition to what they do. So they're doing great things. I can't say enough about. Them. Absolutely. Well, we all know that it requires support. Um, you do your workers are basically volunteers um, your food gifts are just that gifts but how do you contact where does the co-ops actual support come from uh, 
the main support, uh, we always started out of the churches, so the main support does come from our church uh, foundations, but we get uh, uh, support from organizations, uh, local businesses who, who want to give back, which is really, really neat to see, and that's growing a lot. Uh, uh, we have uh, Ascendance, a company that, that we work with that sends volunteers not just not just hey how can we help from out here but how can we get in there they help paint the new building when it came get your hands dirty yeah they, t- a couple of them go and pick up the bread from Publix that we get and bring it to us and and the more people get involved the more understand what we do so uh, but organizations like I said we have drives done by the the Girl Scouts Boy Scouts will sit outside of Kroger and just you know something very easy here's a list of some things needed at the co-op get a couple cans from each person that comes out and bring it to us uh but like you said i think the biggest thing is is our volunteer base that comes from all different areas it's it's interesting because i'm full-time i have a uh, the co-op has a part-time uh, assistant director a part-time communications coordinator and we just hired somebody that helps us out on saturday as our saturday supervisor uh, but besides that we have over a course of about three to four hundred volunteers that come throughout the year helping in some capacity that's terrific and and it is it's all capacities because we know some people they are always afraid well i don't think i could be an interviewer i'd give away the house you know but <laughs> but we said we're there to help and, and you should never put yourself past what what you can do and, and comfort with and so i'm sure you provide some kind of training for your volunteers they they will shadow somebody until they're comfortable doing what they do and there's you can't prepare them for every situation but i'm always available and and uh, ruth our our assistant or glory uh will will be available just to if hey i have this situation and and uh so that's a big thing uh food donations uh we're unique in what i like about 70 to 75 percent of what we get is donated to us uh we also have an account with the atlanta food bank which is a wonderful organization that we can go out take some money that's donated to us and ten dollars that you'd spend at kroger can be a pallet's worth of stuff from the food bank so that's a huge help absolutely and you know just being able to have the communication and be able to get this out and, and having all these volunteers in my experience with the volunteers or anything else it's more about the process when you learn the process of how it works it's easier to talk with the people and make decisions about what you can and can't do as long as you know the process. And if you don't have a process, you don't really have much of an organization. No, that's correct. So, um, just trying to think of something else that you know we had talked about. Uh, just out of curiosity, do y'all do anything with Hope Clinic as far as referrals or anything like that? We will do referrals down there. Um, they're very nice and give us a certain rate if we refer somebody down there. And uh, if, if we know that the person can't afford it, they, they'll send us the bill, and then we're able to help cover that. So we try to, between prescriptions and, and stuff, I know uh, just a quick story with them. We had one lady that I was working with, and, and again, that's why I like having the, the clinics with us because when people come in with medical problems, problems or prescriptions it's it's over my head so they can go and talk to somebody i had a lady coming in and she was spending over a hundred dollars a month on diabetes medicine she went down to the hope clinic you know we covered the first one because it was needed right away and she went down to the home clinic she says thank you so much for sending me there they found it free for me so she tell you dr bill as i mean he used to be my physician and years ago so and he's just a man that uh 
God put on this earth for that purpose. And I think that's pretty much the way he looks at it at this point is I'm here because it's a calling. Yeah. And yeah. which is kind of what you do. You're here because it's a calling. Absolutely. Like you said, and then the, the not the, but the, the Truce Community Clinic, they do not just, but they also do um, dental care there too. And that's there for people go. that have no insurance or no Medicare or Medicaid. And there are so many places like that, that there again, y'all can refer these people to and help them out to try to get the services they need, but they just plain can't pay for them. Absolutely. But it's stuff that if they have these services, it creates less of a problem down the road, and they're far less of a burden on society by doing the stuff to, to help out and take care of themselves rather than just waiting until the emergency comes and then you go into the emergency room and they've got to help you, they've got to treat you, but somebody's going to pay for it. Absolutely, and like you said, especially the you know when you have parents come in and and you know they have their children with them, and you, we're trying to emphasize with them. It's kind of like the the airplane. You know, if the mask falls, you got to get yours on. You got to make sure you're healthy and secure before you can help others. Absolutely. Otherwise, you're both going down. Absolutely. Um, well, let me ask you this: If people want to get a hold of you or get a hold of the co-op, I know you've got the Facebook site. If you could give us a Facebook, maybe an email, some phone numbers. If somebody wants to get in touch with you all to find out either A, how can I get help, or B, how can I help, uh, what do they do? Who Absolutely. They call? Our website's the best. It's uh, www.lawrenceville, that's L-A-W-R-E-N-C-E-V-I-L-L-E-C-O-O-P. Dot org so co-op you uh, org you go there it says what we do so if somebody's looking for what we do they can find that there's a volunteer tab get on there you can fill out that information uh, and we'll get back to you as soon as possible to find out a time that you'd like to come in we do a short orientation with somebody when it's the first time show them the process why we do what we do um, but we're you know so that we really want to get people that hands-on stuff so come on in sit with somebody and if you decide that that's what you want to do pray about it come on in and we'll, we'll we'll take you as much as we can um the uh, and that goes for the volunteers too yeah yeah and then uh yeah volunteers too and and the email is uh lawrenceville co-op without the dash in there uh at gmail.com that comes directly to me and uh you can send any questions that you have to me um the, the Facebook, I, you know, I should know that right offhand, shouldn't I? Uh, if you just kind of look up, it's, uh, yeah, it's www.facebook.com slash Lawrenceville Co-op. So, and, and that's, that's the way you find out. We share stories of what's going on and uh, certain needs that we have, might have beyond the, the food needs. And, and just, it allows people to see what's going on if i if i'm given to this place what's been going on there and we we try to issue you know show how many people we help in a week um it can be anywhere average about 150 families a week come through wow well that's an awesome calling that you have it's an awesome way to help people and i i definitely recommend people go check you out uh from the volunteer uh, basis as well but I do appreciate you being here. This is a lot of good information. I hope people listen, pay attention. And if you, you may not need help, but you may know somebody that does, or you may know somebody that knows somebody. It's all about communication, and it's, it's getting the word out and getting the communication with other people. Well, I want to say just a quick shout-out also to our sponsor, Sosby's Garage, located at 200 Bay Creek Road in Loganville, Georgia, 30052. 
you know, John does an awful lot. It amazes me sometimes how he reaches out and help people. And, you know, there's people I've seen in need that he's worked out with and worked with uh, and helped them out. So it's one of those things when you really need somebody that's dependable and is honest, this is where you go. Big John is at 678-825-2127 in, again, Loganville, Georgia. Well, again, I want to thank you for joining us on Case in Point, presented by Paradigm Security Services. Remember, you can join us live every Wednesday at 1130 in the morning, or you can listen to our show anytime you want. Fancy that, going to businessradiox.com, clicking on the Gwinnett Studio, and then, of course, click on Case in Point. Join us next week at 1130 when we will talk with business leaders about their businesses and related security issues in today's world. Thanks again to my de- uh, guest, Tom Baylog with the Lawrenceville Family Co-op. And uh, for the producer, Mike and Trey. Mike wasn't here, but Trey has handled it extremely well for us. I'm Rick Strawn, and remember, at Paradigm Security Services, we cover more than just your assets. <laughs>